I always like to say that consulting is a practice. What I mean by that is that consulting and your evolution as a consultant never ends. You never get to this point where you just know everything there is to know and you have no room for growth. There's always going to be an opportunity for you to grow and evolve. As a matter of fact, you become a much better expert in your field or in your industry when you're able to study and learn from those who do it best. You have to be wise enough to know that there is always more to learn. In this episode, we're going to talk about some lessons from a Black CEO that I think we all need to tune into. There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. This is your host, Dr. Angelina Davis. I am so happy that you are joining me, hopefully again. Um, and if you're joining for the first time, then welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to take this opportunity to really share some insights that I've been getting from a book that I have been reading. I I know we don't necessarily do book clubs on this podcast, but I do think that uh, there's so much to just glean from this particular book that I could not wait to just talk about. I'm not even done reading, you know, to be honest with you. I just started not long ago, but there were so many kind of eye-opening thoughts, ideas, conversations that could really be gleaned from much of what um, has unfolded in the early parts of um, this particular memoir by former Xerox CEO and magnificent leader that she is, Ursula Burns. Um, She actually has released very recently, really in the sort of the latter part of last year, her memoir, which is um, entitled Where You Are Is Not Who You Are. And like I said before, I think there are just so many lessons within this book. We're not going to just recap her story. That's for you to read. And I'm really pubbing without any type of uh, affiliation whatsoever. I would only be honored to be affiliated with someone of her magnitude. But, you know, just letting you know that there's so many lessons in this book and so much to be grasped. But I wanted to take this conversation from the book and just talk about some things that she discussed very early on about her journey that I could really, really relate and, res- and it just resonated with me. And I think it will probably resonate with you as well. There's just a di- 
different experience that many of us uh, as women, but definitely women of color and black women in the corporate professional environment have experienced over the years that really has shaped and molded the way that we show up, um, show up both professionally as well as show up in our consulting businesses when we decide to venture into this space. And I think a lot of these experiences have allowed us to, number one, become stronger in some regard, but have posed some obstacles that we have to think about how to strategically overcome. So in case you don't know much about Ursula Burns, first, let me just tell you a little bit about her background so that all of this makes sense and we can put this whole conversation in proper context. Um, So Ursula Burns was actually the former chief executive of Xerox. She actually was in that position from 2009 to 2016. She's actually, you know, the very first black female CEO for a Fortune 500 company. She is a beast. She served a number of roles within uh, the Obama administration during uh, those eight years. And she has definitely been very integral in educational development and research space as we know it. She definitely has a very unique story of being raised by a single mother who was also an immigrant, really just trying to, um, you know, magnify the fact that this was a very challenging environment for even her mother to navigate, to be able to raise multiple children in that environment in a very new country and go through a lot of different um, challenges herself in order to raise children that end up being one, for instance, that one of the most successful black females in corporate America that we know of. And so when you think about the background that she had, it's one of kind of like a rags to riches story, but it's not one that is uncommon. So I do want to specify that is that when you talk to a number of individuals that have risen to a certain level of status within, you know, the corporate world, you'll find that many have very unique backgrounds, unique upbringings. And it wasn't always the case that in essence, someone who had more privilege early on rose to the highest level. So, it, you know, one early lesson that we always have is that no matter what your background may be, no matter what where you're coming from, the possibilities are endless. And I love stories like this because it allows us to focus in on the possibility of what can be instead of our current circumstance and where we actually are. One of the conversations she starts with is how she came to assume the role of CEO. The news made such a big deal of the fact that it was another woman taking the reins, right, for Xerox, for this large corporation, and that it was a black woman, almost making it seem as if somehow a black female was not capable of assuming a level of responsibility in a a, uh, position of that magnitude. And I think this is very common in terms of how many of us may feel in the corporate world, and this translates and moves into the consulting world as well, because you must remember that many of us are are leaving the the corporate space and moving into the consulting realm. And then we're going back and trying to win business from that corporate environment. And so we are, you know, working for ourselves and building our own businesses, but we're still oftentimes trapped in this narrative of corporate America. And being trapped in this narrative of corporate America can oftentimes make it very difficult for us to to fully navigate because people see our success, our achievement as something that is somehow 
uh, unusual, that, that is weird, that is not the norm. And these are all the narratives that we want to erase and correct. That's actually one of my missions with Excel Consulting is that I want this whole narrative about women not being able to compete uh, and stand out and achieve longevity in the field of co- industry of consulting to be erased, especially for women of color. And I, I think that you know, her story really highlights the fact that we are still at this point in time where being the first of something is so highly regarded. Now, it's a great thing. I'm not trying to belittle that. I definitely celebrate all of the firsts for anyone that has accomplished a major achievement. But it's just the fact that we're sitting here now in 2022, which this is being recorded, and we're still talking about the first black female CEO of a Fortune 500, Right. We're still at that point talking about the first. So I think that oftentimes this is why when you're thinking about entering into the consulting industry and starting your own business, it seems like such an a, a uh, accomplishment that is so far-fetched. That's something that you possibly cannot reach because reaching these high levels of status and accomplishment in corporate America or even the business world in, in the entrepreneurial world seems to be uh, something that is unlikely for most. But that's only because we're listening to a narrative that's being portrayed to us. And it's not representative of the talent and the expertise and the knowledge and the, the skill that's out there. It isn't. But when we kind of buy into this whole premise that it is somewhat unusual then it's going to make it more difficult for us to go all in when it comes to chasing our goals and reaching our our dreams when it comes to business, especially in consulting. Because what we're looking at is the fact that, oh, there can only be one. Oh, oh well, maybe there can be two. But we don't see hundreds. We don't see thousands of us being able to accomplish such levels of success. When in all actuality, that is a more realistic possibility if we say focus on that as a potential outcome. So that was one thing that early on from the beginning of her story kind of really resonated with me because it's this whole conversation of the fact that I, for instance, with consulting, do not believe that it's unusual to find highly talented, knowledgeable experts who are women who are women of color that want to build consulting boutiques, firms, agencies, or successful solo consulting businesses. That's not unusual to me. But if you look at our industry, then it does look as if it is unusual, it's out of the norm. Because typically what we see oftentimes are white males that serve in that capacity. That, you know, you look at any consulting book, I have one right here on my desk, actually. It's actually um, the revised version of the Miller Dollar, Million Dollar Consulting uh, by Alan Wace. And I may not be saying his name quite right. I always mess it up. <laughs> but the the bottom line is I'm looking at another successful white male that has written a book that tells you how to get started and build a consulting business. Now, I'm not taking anything away from that. That is valuable information because that is his experience. But what I want to always share is that there are numerous women in the industry, in this field, that have a different experience, that have to navigate different challenges. And because they have to navigate these different challenges, then a lot of the information that that is in that book for instance, for me, I can tell you, I'm speaking for myself. A lot of the information that's in this book does not pertain 
to me directly. I can glean some understanding and, and uh, additional insight from it, but it's not what I'm going to hang my hat on because I know that I have to navigate a very unique path. And so, you know, I think that we need to normalize this whole fact that women can be extremely successful in the corporate world and definitely in the consulting space. If you're finding yourself following all the successful accounts on Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube, and you're just trying to recreate their strategies, but haven't experienced much growth, or you're consistently sharing tons of helpful content within your industry, almost burning yourself out, but you're still struggling to get potential clients to see the value of the services that you offer. If that's the case, it's time for you to be seen as the expert that you are. It's time for you to make a greater impact. So here's the deal. Using a cookie cutter approach won't help you stand out from the crowd or attract the aligned clients that you need to build a profitable business and create the freedom you desire to live life on your own terms. Your expertise is unique and your approach should be awesome. That's why I created my signature program, Position to Excel, which is a highly focused, curriculum-based, personalized coaching program developed to help you accelerate the growth of your consulting business by creating a magnetic core offer, an expert personal brand to position your services to sell effectively. And unlike other programs that rely on traditional methods to attract leads, we develop a personalized approach to fill your pipeline without cold calls or reliance on referrals and RFPs. So if you're interested in taking your consulting business to the next level or starting and getting yours off the ground, visit www.excelaconsulting.com, apply for a position to excel, and let's get started. So another lesson that I felt like was very helpful and definitely resonated with me was this whole idea of feeling out of place in, you know, high administrative or CEO circles. And in that particular context, you know, she talked about being a woman, in particular, a black woman that was part of the CEO circle of predominantly white males. And so in that environment, she realized that one, just by nature of sex and, and race, she did not fit in, quote unquote, into that group. And she felt as if she was an outsider. But then also on top of that, I think the biggest dynamic that she really shared was this whole dynamic of not being able to relate to, you know, those aspects or points of connection that they had. And so even within those groups, one of the things that people like to do was to go golfing and she was not and is not a golfer. And so a lot of that story kind of centered around her inability to really fit in in those moments and feeling out of place. And I thought to myself, how often do we feel that way? How often have you walked into a room or a setting in a professional event or conference, a meeting, or maybe just into the room to negotiate a particular contract to try to try and win business with a particular client or a potential client that you may have interest in? And you get into that space And in that moment, you realize that nobody there looks like you. Nobody there has the background that you have. You feel a little bit unsure of yourself because you don't know if those differences will cost you business. You don't know if those differences are going to lead them not to respect your opinion or value your expertise or see you as being intelligent or having a lot to offer. It is a level of discomfort that arises in those moments. And that discomfort is not 
discomfort that comes from within, but is really, you know, projected on us from external factors. But what I love about this whole, you know, idea concept is that not only was she able to overcome that and find a way to navigate that world, it was, you know, giving us ideas of how we can also do the same, how we can look beyond the obvious in terms of connection and really dive a little bit deeper to find those, those intimate conversations and points where we're able to make and build bonds and build business relationships with other others that don't look like us, others that don't resemble us, others that don't come from the same background to be able to win the business, the contracts, et cetera, that we need. And so that looks like talking about some of the commonalities that we may have in terms of our families or our kids or some of the hobbies that we may have and other experiences that we may have shared, whether it's been on vacation or in other avenues. Definitely, there can be a lot of different between us, but more often than not, there are many, many more similarities. And so the key is to, in those moments, although visually, although we may feel that discomfort to know internally that that discomfort does not mean that we do not deserve to be there, that there is not a space for us. We need to own that space, feel comfortable in that space and learn how to navigate that space to our advantage. That's the key. It's going to be very hard to change the tide of our industry overnight. But in order to do that, in order for that to be a possibility as we move forward, we have to be able to sit in those spaces, those spaces that typically can be uncomfortable and still find our strength. Our strength because we know how much we have to offer and what our value is. And we need to use that to our advantage and not feel as if that somehow those differences are a point of disconnect or a point that will limit us in our success because it does not have to as long as we remain very, very strong in in terms of our ability to recognize all that we bring to the table and what we have to offer. Okay, so I'm going to share one more lesson with you. As you know, I have not gotten anywhere near the end of this book. Like I said, all these things are just coming to me and I just feel like I had to do like a brain dump. I'm just a podcast dump, (laughs) get it all out. But this last lesson was one that really stood out because when you look at her background, she does not have a background in business or law, which is often very, very common for people who reach the level of CEO for a major, you know, Fortune 500 company. Her background was actually in engineering. And so I want to highlight that because I think a lot of times when we think about consulting, we think that we need to have our MBA. We think that we need to have a business background in order to be successful, in order to really, you know, succeed in the industry and to, to do well. But that is not true. Consulting has really evolved over time to be a very, I would say, you know, uh, broadly encompassing space, meaning that there are a lot of backgrounds, a lot of disciplines, a lot of various industries that can utilize talent from different backgrounds. And so oftentimes the very broad nature of your experience over time can be a asset because you're able to pull from so many different life experiences and lessons, things that help to really expand your viewpoint to maximize your ability to develop innovative strategy for today. Because 
the the work that we're doing today is very different from in the past. So previously, people enter into consulting and they took a longer track and kind of transitioned to this point closer to retirement. Well, there's no need to do that now because we have ways that we can deliver services in a more unique fashion, deliver our expertise in a more unique way so that we can serve people to a high degree in a very specialized area. We've gotten to that point where technology innovation has expanded so that there is room for so many to enter this industry from a very non-traditional background and non-traditional space. So I don't want you to feel as if you can't go into consulting because you're more of a creative. That's not true. Or that you can't be a consultant because your background, you know, may have stopped at a BS level instead of a master's level or a PhD or a doctorate in some professional area. That's not true. There is room for really, I feel like the vast majority of people who have developed an expert knowledge in a particular space to find a way to market, position, and sell their services. And so I don't want us to limit ourselves and put ourselves in a box in terms of the type of consulting businesses that we can build because there is a lot of opportunity out there. Everything doesn't have to be in management consulting. Everything doesn't have to be in education consulting. It can be. That's no problem at all. Those are wonderful areas to go into. Everything doesn't have to be healthcare consulting, which is where I, you know, I practice. There are a number of portals of entry into this industry, and we can't allow kind of like the paper to hold us back. That's been something that has held us back, especially for women and in particular for women of color for years and decades. It's been the fact that we've always had to have more, that somehow that is going to help me be a better consultant or be more successful in the industry. Now, I'm not saying that that it's not a value to have higher education, because if that's something that you want and you are doing it for a specific purpose that you desire and you find a need to, you know, kind of have that to practice in a given area, that's a totally different ballgame. But don't do it just because you feel like that somehow makes you an expert. That alone doesn't make you an expert. You have to really go beyond just acquiring the piece of paper and understanding how to apply the knowledge that came with that piece of paper in a very unique way so that you can really drive the type of impact and change that you want to accomplish. So, you know, I think that that was such a huge lesson to really pull from that, that book is the fact that you can have a different background. I always tell, I always say over and over again that being different is not wrong. Being different actually is can can be one of the the biggest ways, the best ways rather for you to actually stand out. So, you know, just really recapping some of these lessons that I feel like we were able to glean from this story of a black CEO is the fact that number one, we may be dealing with a, a corporate model that has favored people that don't look like me or maybe look like you in the past has maybe been more leaning toward a white male predominant space. It doesn't mean that you don't have your rightful position in the industry. And then the next is, you know, whenever we feel like we're out of place, that we somehow don't fit in because we are different to remember what we bring to the table and to know that we bring a lot 
a lot more than we're giving ourselves credit for. And then last but not least, we don't need to have a certain background or piece of paper to be an expert in our field or in our industry. We will allow our knowledge, our lived experience to really show that we deserve to be regarded as someone knowledgeable in that area. So look, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I just really felt like these lessons were so important because we don't really have any guidebook or reference when it comes to how to navigate this consulting world as a woman of color, and especially as a black woman in this field. And so, you know, I feel like a lot of these lessons we can extrapolate from the corporate world and seeing the success of people like Ursula Burns and taking those, you know, those lessons, taking that information and using it to our benefit so that we can show up more fully in this space that that we find ourselves in and that we can navigate it successfully so that we can actually achieve the level of influence and impact that we truly desire. All right. I hope that once again, if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend, leave your review on Apple Podcasts and definitely a rating on Spotify. And if you happen to post it on your social media feed, make sure you tag me because I want to keep our conversation going. And I hope that you will tune in again for another episode. Until next time, take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit ExcelAtConsulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.